0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Casey. Take a little time out and take a look at the market, which is shifting. um, And we need to learn how we're gonna react in this market. The strategies change a little bit. Um, Again, this is a um, finger on the pulse of the market kind of report we do every Thursday morning at 11. Uh, I did miss last week. And I just have to tell you, you know, sometimes I do things where you ask yourself, how did I get to 64 years old and not do that yet or not know that yet? How I got to 64 years old and never visited Nashville is beyond me. I, it just shows that I'm not that bright of a person. But um, I mean, the, the hospitality, the music, the fun of Nashville, if you haven't been there, I highly recommend you head on down. Um, just Just fantastic people down there. Really had a great time. it's time to get back into the market back get back to work um let's talk about a few things today we're gonna we're gonna go into the market i'm gonna show you how that's changing how that affects everybody are the buyers gone or are there fewer of them are they still buying are they still paying premiums are they still bumping prices $150,000? and if so how are we getting that money and how does that happen and again um it's just a facebook live but the information we give uh, make people hundreds of thousands of dollars more than they could have and this week there are two examples of how we were this close to losing that money but how we have things in place that prevent us from losing that money and actually let us make our $150,000, $200,000. 2 great examples this week. What I would like to do is go to the market first and then we get to those examples on how we, how we do it. So let me share my screen. Let's go on over to the infamous PowerPoint. And let's look at some stats. All right, so we know that um, uh, the market is changing and let's talk about some of those strategies. Now, I wanna first talk about the have-to's and the want-to's. So there are two buyer pools. There are two seller pools out there and one of them is the want-to's. I think I wanna sell. I wanna take advantage of the market and the other is have-to's. I've got a job in Detroit. I gotta sell my house. I gotta get out of here. So those are the have-to's. And then there are the want right? So right now, we are seeing a balance, 50-50, of the have-tos and want So they're both participating in this market. I'm going to show you about the inventory. And what that means is inventory will start to climb and, and pull out of the, the shortage that we've had so far. But we are seeing both. We are seeing the want-tos, I want to take advantage of the market, and the have-tos of you know, it's time, the kids are out of school, we're, we're moving down to Florida, it's time to sell the house. All right, so let's take a look at where we are now. I always talk about two things, interest rates and, um, and inventory, right? So interest rates and inventory, lack of interest rates and low, uh, low interest rates and lack of inventory. That's kind of what caused this really big time seller's market, caused prices to go up 10%, 12% per year. Um, So what we're doing is we're keeping an eye, and I don't mean looking at the newspaper. If you look at the Washington Post, they gave me stats from 2021, all the market stats from 2021. That's ancient history. We've gotta make decisions based on what did the last 15 days do? In the last 15 days, is inventory going up or going down? Are there more houses on the market and um, more under contracts? We need to understand how the market is working. So in this case, I basically just break it down into, you know, May's inventory, is it up or down? Well, for the first time, we are starting to see some green, right? So you can see we're up 1%, 2%, 5%, 9%. So the inventory is coming back. And what that is, is the, you know, I take a 30-day stretch from 15 April to 15 May, and I compare it to the five-year average. So over the five-year average, we are up 2%, up 1%, up 9%, up 5 up 5 up 3 Now, I then go to the year to date, right? So the year to date from January 1 to March, uh, May 15, you know, what has our inventory been like that? Okay, well, Vienna is down 20%. We know the town of Vienna and the sales are down 20%. But if we look across the board, year to date, we're down 99989. Now, that used to be, Right. We did see that at 15, 16, 18, 19 across the board with Vienna, I got up to about 30 year to date. So now at least it's only down, let's call it 10% across the board, 20% in Vienna for the inventory year to date. So we still have a shortage problem, but it's getting better. Okay. Now, if you're a seller. You know, you don't want competition. That's not good. If you're a buyer, you want more listings. So this is a warning sign to sellers that the market is coming back. The want-tos and have to's are starting to put their houses on the market. So now it's time to get involved. So let's take a look at this. Is the this is just uh May and the year to date. Um let me look. Oh, I, I see. Let me go back. Let me go back. So The red that you see right there is not year to date, that is March, okay? So the green is April 15th to May 15th. The red red that you see, that's March. So you can see we were down, 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 and now we are finally in the green. This is the first green month that we've had. So we're starting to get that inventory back over the five-year average. This is the year to date. So you can see again on the top, what we've got in the last 30 days is up, but year to date, still down across the board, 12, 14% 14 with the big one in Vienna. So are we out of the woods? No, but we're starting to see more inventory, good news for buyers, not so good news for sellers in that that means there's more competition. So let's take a look at May, the homes that are under contract. And as I always say, this is an important chart for me because, again, there are over 7 million different markets, right, that I have to analyze. So, you know, each market is one square mile geographically. There's 1,300 square miles in Northern Virginia. So there's 1,300 miles. Each one has different age groups, price ranges, townhouses, condos, single-family detached so when you look at all of that, we need to be able to analyze a market like that. Here are some general markets, right? So McLean, fifty-four percent of the houses are under contract. We know that sixty percent means it's a seller's market. So what this means is that out of ten homes, five and a half are under, or yeah, five five point uh, five are under contract, four point five are available. Okay, so. There's plenty of inventory in McLean, in uh, Arlington. Uh, Now we get up to uh, uh, 68% in Vienna. Again, strong market for sellers. Any 70s you see, huge seller's market, huge seller's market. And then down here you see the average is down to 64.8. So the average in Northern Virginia right now, 64% of the houses are under contract. And again, remember back in January, it was 78%. So there's nothing on the market back then. Now we're down to 64%. So let's take a look at, at the other things. Let's, let's look at March, what it looked like in March, which is blue, and what it looks like today, which is green. So you see all the 80s and 70s, and you can see how the green has dropped almost everywhere, but it looks like Reston is holding fast, and Centerville is doing great. All right. So remember, uh, you know, if you go back three months, two, three months, I told everybody Centerville was underpriced, right? For whatever reason, maybe it's Route 66 is going through, but for whatever reason, Centerville was underpriced. Now look at the best performing market around here right now is Centerville. Okay. So it just shows that if that's where the deals are, that's where the buyers are. All right. So let's look at this one. This is what I did was I said, you know, again, I tell you the, the top two words for me in real estate uh, is it seems like, you know, I ask myself that a lot. It seems like, it seems like the luxury market is doing just as good as the uh, market under a million dollars. So what I did was I said, well, let's take a look at the homes under a million dollars, what I call the family homes They're in green versus the luxury homes, which are the big price homes and see if in fact, in these markets, the luxury homes are doing just as good as the family homes, right? Well, our main market is Vienna and you can see that that is true in Vienna. 70% of the homes that are luxury homes and around here, I call that over 1.3 million, the luxury homes are 70% are under contract. So in Vienna, that, that is true. In Oakton, not so much. In Oakton, 71% of the homes under a million are under contract, whereas only 46%. So if I'm selling a $2 million house in Oakton, which I am, which we did, we gotta be careful of that number. I've gotta know that the luxury homes in Oak Hill, Oakton, McLean, Haymarket, Leesburg, right? They're not performing like everybody else. So. You know, when we dissect that market, we're looking at exact numbers. Are we 46%? Are we 33%? Are we 78%? What percentage of my competitors are active and what percentage of my competitors are under contract? Critical. And again, I say 7,000, I mean, 7 million markets out there, and we got to analyze all of them if we want to know what this particular market is for this house we're trying to sell. We've gone from seventy-eight in January. We're down to sixty-four. You can see it right there. Now, what this means is that seventy-eight percent seven of the homes were under contract in January. It slipped all the way to sixty-four. Now, that's a big deal. Now, sixty is the um, uh, sixty is the number for uh, a seller's market. Anything over sixty percent is a seller's market. So, my projection with this is we should be in the mid-fifties by July. Uh, By June, we should be somewhere in a neutral market, 45 to 48 by July. So what that means is that the inventory is coming. There is more inventory than there has been. It's growing as we speak. And so that is that portion of the market recovery is happening again. Great news for buyers because now they can find something to buy. Bad news for sellers, Not bad news. We're still in the seller's market. But that means you have to be more cautious. Now, let me, let me give you two examples. Let me give you two examples that happened this last two weeks, okay? I guess when you're 64, you're always, are risk you have no risk tolerance whatsoever. So I don't want a house to go on the market that we list. I don't want it to sit there. I don't want it to uh, everybody think it's overpriced and then and then not show up and then throw in you know um, less expensive contracts and all that. We want to get that sold in the first seven days. That's the proof, that's what we're trying to do. So let me give you two examples of what happened over the last you know two weeks. The first one is we had a house that was put on the market, very nice house, very I mean, great house. Um, put it on the market coming soon predictive analysis two people were going to see it right we didn't really have a strong buyer pool there we we knew that we were at the top end of the market that we were in at that time so antennas were up um only two showings coming we were one day away from launching two showings is not enough it's not enough to generate multiple contracts it's probably not enough to generate one contract we're looking at going from a 1.4, having it sit on the market, and then before you know it, we're down at 1.35, 1.37, somewhere around there. So what do we do? We call up the seller and say we need to talk. Um, we need to get the house not at 1.4, at 1.35. We need to move the number. It doesn't mean you're going to get less. It just means that um, it just means we don't have a buyer pool. That's all. You gotta be cognizant of, do we have the buyer pool? Nobody was on it. Sellers agreed, down to 1.35 we went and we pulled out a 1.557 contract. So so let's let's just think about this for a second. Had we not made a move, and again, realtors don't wanna anger sellers by saying, hey, we gotta drop the price. We haven't even started yet, we gotta drop the price. But that's the facts. I mean, the fact is that the predictive analysis says you're not gonna have enough buyers for this house. So you make that phone call. And again, I've got a lot of Samson Realtors that listen to me and I'm just telling you, this is the critical part of the process. You need to get in touch with the sellers, prepare them that we're going to test it. If it doesn't test, we're moving back to a fallback position. So in this case, we went back to 1.35. We got contracts that were $207,000 over that. And that's what we ratified, right? So I would call that, a two hundred thousand dollar phone call, right? Um, again, not that this happens just every day. We had another house, a very, very big house, and we had it on the market, and it's a biggie. And again, not testing well. We've only got two people coming. This is not going to end well. And what we the, the goal of the list price is drive traffic into the drive traffic into the house, right? So we dropped that price. And I mean, it is the best house you're going to see. I, I mean, you know, I t- told her what I thought my number was that it's going to end up. That's not where we're going to start, right? So I made that tough phone call. It's like that, that the bigger number is not cutting it. We don't have enough people. We got to get it down, you know, but we want this number. We're listing at this number and that's not enough, right? So I gotta go even lower to find the buyer pool. So we did. She agreed and we did. That home got 150,000 over list price right out of the gate. Now this is a $2 million house. They do not sell overnight. They take a little while to sell. But again, we got $150,000. We dropped it 50, got 150 over that. So that was a hugely successful sale and that was All cash that was settling in nine days, and so you know, from the day we sat down and talked to the seller to the settlement date is a 25 day period. Don't anybody else expect that? 21 days, all cash, no contingencies, no appraisal, no headaches, no hassles, huge EMD. We'll see everybody on the night. So, even though a a larger percentage. Remember, let's go back. Let me just go back here. I'm going to I'm just going to go back and reference. I'm not going to take you there. But I just want to see what the Oakton luxury homes 50%. Okay. So, Oakton luxury homes 50%. That is a $2 million house. Over $2 million house, right? People aren't looking in Oakton for over $2 million houses. There's over $2 million in Oakton. Sold in the first weekend all cash. 150 over list price um, would never appraise there, but you know, it is what it is. Um, we got 150 over list price, uh, all cash, and goes go to settlement nine days um, from contract. So, you know, can it be done? Yes. How do you do it? You watch, you watch the market, you study it, you price it right, you make sure it's prepared correctly. And, you know, I I don't know if I can emphasize enough and I don't want to sound like a a broken record, but between those two houses, those two sellers made $350,000. And we were this close. I'm telling you, this close to losing 50 on the one. And I don't know what the other one would have done. I mean, maybe go back to 2 million, I don't know. But I'm going to say that that we got at least $350,000 over what we would have got had we not taken the corrective action and done that. So I say this to the, to the um, sellers and the realtors that are listening to us. It doesn't matter the list price. It only matters whether you can get people in the house. It matters where the buyer pool is. Now, a lot of, of the agents are making mistakes, which is why now of homes are not under contract, right? So we're clear on that. If 64% are, right, that means 36% are not. And I'm going to tell you that anyone could put a house on the market a little while ago. Now you need to be smart. You need to really be smart about this. If you look at a house and analyze it, let's say you think it's worth, you know, the comp say it's worth 850, right? Not the most important number in your analyzation what did everybody list it for? Like if everybody listed for 750 and got 850, you don't list at 850, right? Because I can tell you that if I list it, what I sell it for, I'd never get it. Just never get it. So, So you need to not look at the final number that you're expecting to get. You need to look at what everybody was asking that got that number, right? So, you know, think a lot of people are looking at, at um, oh geez, sorry, guys, UPS must be here and the dogs are going crazy, but you need to be focused on the list price, not sales price, when you're pricing these houses. Okay. So let's go to, you know, in, in fixing them up and looking at this house, I'll tell you the two houses that we just launched were perfect. And, and there was nothing we could do or nothing we wanted to do, or there was no corrective action we should or could take. And a lot, I think a lot of uh, sellers get anxious when I come in thinking I'm just gonna, you know, repaint the whole house, redo it, make it look like something it's not, it's not. If the house has a personality, you need to play with that. You need to stay with that personality. Um, We've had two very successful sales. where We walked in and said, you know, if we start one thing, we gotta do it all, right? If we if we paint one wall, we got to paint it all. You can't do that. So a lot of houses, they have their personality. They have their motif. You know whether it's faux finish or, you know maybe a little dated. But if if it's all like that, then it's all like that. So you know rarely will we come in if something is is totally to one side or the other. Um, sometimes you need to set up your marketing for what you are selling right? It might not be the perfect house for everybody, but that house with the eight-car garage that looked like a California uh, arts and crafts, what it was called, by a, an architect that was from uh, Seattle. Um, yeah, we sold that to a San Diego car collector because that's who we targeted as the buyer who paid $300,000 over list price. The people that are coming from the West Coast, if somebody's coming from the West Coast and they're looking at houses in Northern Virginia, we tag them, target them, and market them. And the reason is that the person that gave us $150,000 over list price, that paid all cash, they're coming from Silicon Valley. They came from Silicon Valley. They're from this area. They went out there and made a fortune. They want to come home, got a lot of money, looking in Vienna. They want Vienna, right? You need to redirect the buyers that if I have a $2.1 million house or $2.3 million house in Oakton, I need to go find the buyers that are coming in, looking in Vienna, looking in McLean, looking in Arlington, looking in Alexandria. Then I need to take this house, I need to make it look beautiful online, and I need to stick it right in front of their face. The buyers were looking in Vienna, not Oakton. And they saw the house, they fell in love with the house, they came over, took one look at it, and said, This is it for us. Now they would not have known that. They weren't stored in the computer. So a lot of you were looking at the hit counter, right? So you're looking at the hit counter. And, and for those of you that I haven't, you know, explained this in our MLS system, there is a hit counter, and you can press it and it shows all the listings you have. I'll show it to you. All right, let me just get to, um, I'll I'll just do a new one. Just take a sec here. So this is what a smart realtors should look at when they are, this is a hit counter, okay? These are three homes that are getting ready to go on the market and getting ready to list. These are homes that are under contract, down in here, right? So this number is what I'm interested in. This is the amount of buyers that are viewing this listing. So this is called the buyer pool, okay? So I'm looking at these three listings. Now I gotta make tough, I gotta make phone calls today and let them know, are we launching tomorrow with that number? Or are we moving it back? Same with this one and same with this one, right? There's a $2 million house, right? So I'll take you through the, the analyzing this that, I'll look at Hunting Hills. I know I've got eight people that have already seen it because I look at showing time. And I know I have six people that favorite. Am I comfortable with that? Not really, not really. I mean, I'm not comfortable. I like a sure thing. I told you I know risk tolerance, but it's enough. There's six people that are going to see it. The showings recorded today are six. It will double when we go live. So we've got about 12 or 13 people that are going in the house. It has a pool, it's in a great neighborhood. Do I think that's gonna sell at you know $1.7 million? Yes, I'm not moving that price. We're not having that conversation. So that's gonna go at 1.6. I anticipate that'll be at least 1.7 to 1.75. Not going anywhere on that one. This is a Centerville house going off in Virginia run. That is at 950. I anticipate that will get over a million dollars, maybe a million fifty. I know it only has, you know, six people that are favoring it, but it's got seven people. But here's the thing when I'm when I'm analyzing this, I'm also thinking about the house. Does the house have a problem? Is there a road? Does it not show that well? Is it not, you know, does it not have a lot of pizzazz? Doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles. I need more people in that house than I do in Hunting Hills. Somebody walks in a hunting hill, they're going to buy that house. Great neighborhood, great pool, great house, big, big, big house, finished basement, walkout basement, got it. I don't worry about that house. Um, Meheron in Virginia Run. Not worried about that house. They've got bells and whistles and closets and sliding doors that open up to, it's, it, they really got a wall. I mean, it's literally a wall and the wall separates and you go right into the sunroom that... No ifs, ands, and buts. That sucker's going over a million dollars, and I'm not worried about that one. The last one is Ash Grove Meadow, and this is this is a coming soon for two million dollars. It has a pool. It's a great house. It's a great neighborhood. Um, it's right off of Old Court House. so you know, great location, quiet, great neighborhood, big yard, nice pool, really incredible house. Not worried about that. So all three of these will launch without corrective pricing right because i think that i've got enough buyers big enough buyer pool big enough people and i know these homes are so nice that all we need to do is get in eight to ten people in that house and we'll get our contract so i'm anticipating at least 12 to 14 in hunting hills 12 to 14 actually all of these based on on the numbers and the and um and you know another thing too, I'm not testing that number. I mean, I'm expecting this house is going to sell for two point one million dollars, so I'm not testing that one. I'm not testing this one because I know I'm going to get one point seven million for it. This was a little test, you know. Th- this is a high end house. That's a high end number for Virginia Run. So I, was, you know, I'm a little bit edgy about that nine fifty. But again. It is so nice inside. They've done such a great job with kitchens and bathrooms and closets, and it's got stuff that nobody else has. So I'm not worried about that one either. So, so we're going to launch this week, you know, three listings that are all in my opinion, great listing. They'll go over list price. Um, but that's, that's how I walk through that analysis, you know, on doing that. And, and I will tell you this, that it's not a, it's not an accident. Um, you know that the house is going under contract, and like I said, one of the major things I'm thinking about was do we need to fix this house up? Is it in a traditional state? Do we need to have a more transitional house? Um, we have a playbook for that. Morgan coined the term playbook, I love it. Football coach, so we have a playbook for that, and you know, we keep all of the lightings, the plumbings, the paints, the da 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 da. da. We have a playbook for that. And, um, and you know, sometimes we share that with our sellers, but you know, a lot of times when we're saying, Hey, we need a good lighting fit. We already got that. We've already picked a hundred of these things out. We know which ones are the good ones. We know which one everybody's buying. We know which ones were a mistake and we didn't want to use that one ever again. So, so how, you know, what happens to a deck, what happens to the flooring, you know, you know, all of this stuff is in a, uh, a Pinterest playbook. And, um, and that's what we go off of. So, so we don't go off script. Like I said, uh, you know, I have no tolerance, and I'm only as happy as my as my most unhappy child. And I'm I'm as a realtor, I'm only as happy as my most unhappy listing. So, luckily, everyone's going on, everyone's selling, everyone's getting premiums, everybody's happy, and when they're happy, I'm happy, and I go to Nashville. So, uh, but I'll be here this week and next week. So, my name is Casey Sampson. If you're looking for me. You can catch me at 703-508-2535. And if you want to know what your house is valued at, based on all these new numbers, send me a text and I'll shoot you what I think your house is worth, but the numbers say. But again, when you go into a house, a house can go up 10% or down 10% based on condition and upgrades. So we really need to see those and how we would fix that up. So if you're looking for any help, you can give me a call, 703-508-2535. Or you can send me an email at Casey at CaseySampson.com. We will see you next week on Coffee with Casey. Thanks.